It was the year of fire. The year of destruction. The year we took back what was ours. It was the year of rebirth. The year of great sadness. The year of pain. And the year of joy. It was a new age. It was the end of history. It was the year everything changed. The year is 2261. The show, the name of the pod. Episode 71, The Summoning, in which the Vorlons strike back, Jakar endures, and there are many happy returns. Coming to you live from Room 101 on Centauri Prime, my name is John Cassie, and I'm joined as always by my dear friend, Chris Tatro. And this is The Name of the Pod, the Babylon 5 podcast in which we discuss the ongoing cultural legacy of the 1990s science fiction television program, Babylon 5. I hope you don't mind the 1980s reference there, Chris, but... Very nice. Uh, I applaud sir, it. Always yeah, applaud it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have we have some things going on in this episode, some things that maybe, to me, don't quite make a lot of sense, but the Chamber of Horrors on Centauri Prime mm-hmm. that Cartagia has, has erected to torture Jakar is... Uh, it was extraordinary in its harrowing power and a good place yeah. to start in trying to make sense of uh, of this episode of Babylon 5 called The Summoning. We're, 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 we're getting deeper into season four, folks. So, yep. you know. Yeah, yeah. Harrowing is, is <clears throat> definitely the right word for this. And they... You know, went with the whole uh, room darkened with you know, extreme spotlights on the emperor and on right. Londo and Veer and, uh, you know, eventually on Jakar and his torturer. Right. Uh, and, you know, in, in, in some ways that just makes it more stark and more... Um, more terrifying um, right. another way you know, because you don't have the distraction of any other scenery around you to 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 focus on you know really all you have are the the people involved in this and uh, and the horrific kind of whipping that's that's going on right yeah the the uh, the sort of extreme lighting the chiaroscuro the mm-hmm. you know it's all black except where the spotlight is you know and the uh increasing kind of revulsion horror uh uh of Vera and Londo mm-hmm. is really our only vantage point right mm. you know we see it we see them we we riff off of their reactions to what they're seeing and you know Cartagia's absolutely sadistic sociopathic indifference really gives us all we need to know about where the Centauri are under this mad person. The limits of what, of not Jacquard, the limits of what Londo and Veer can actually do um, and the limits of what Shakar can endure. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't get the sense that he was giving Cartagia his scream for political reasons. Right, right. It was involuntary, if, you know, if anything, yeah. it was certainly against his, against his will. He's, uh, you know, he's 
made it clear earlier in the episode that he's, you know, he's deliberately holding out on this. We talked about it last time, you know, right. all you need is that, that small window into breaking someone. Right. And, and then you've, you've got, uh, uh, you know, you've got them. You've just got that one, right. little, you know, one little scream that Londo says, just one little scream. What would it hurt? Right. You know? Well, it would, yeah. How would it hurt? It would fatally undo my identity as a Narn. Right. Because that is a thing we do not do. Mm-hmm. It would make me into someone else. It would neuter me. It would change me. It would, right. uh, you know, in some way, you know, it would in some way destroy me. Right. Mm. Um, I'm, uh, I'm reminded of this great Australian sci-fi program that's running right now on Netflix called Clever Man. Mm-hmm. I've spoken about it a few times. It's sort of yep. a, uh, you know, kind of a modern take on the Aboriginal uh, dream, uh, you know, kind of dr- uh, you know dream space and you know kind of Aboriginal stories and identity. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that uh, you know that that mainstream society attempts to do is to sort of genetically rewrite the gene code of these people called Harrys, right? So that they'll they'll just look more civilized, right? Mm. You know, kind of naked racism along the lines sure. of the way that Australian racism works, mm-hmm. right? And uh, you know, people who have undergone this procedure are sort of. They're sort of viewed as sort of <clears throat> there's like a visceral horror from the other members of their community about what they've done, mm-hmm. and that's the that's the sort of the impression I get from Jakar that that to yeah. to to do what you propose is to so undo me as a as a being that it's impossible to even to do it. I can't even think about it. Right. Right. And and. Now that he has been broken, right. I guess we'll we'll see how that all shakes out. Yeah, you know, down the line, does it you know is does it double his resolve or is he you know right is 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 he now really really broken? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We don't yeah, know yet, right? No, no. And really, between between this scene and the scene in the garden, um, right? You know, you you get the you know the, the the facial reactions, the the responses in Londo and Veer, right. and uh, you know proving that that Veer is always someone that's welcome at my poker table uh, because he's <laughs> certainly incapable of, uh, of 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 hiding any of the emotions that that happen to pass his way. Um, yeah, and I think if if the Emperor weren't so self-absorbed it, it it's almost overdone yeah um you know both both londo and veer uh particularly in the in the, the the torture scene right you know that you might pick up that you know these aren't necessarily the loyal centauri that they yeah, are yeah right right we've we've sung andreas Katsoulis's praise you know five or six hundred times right um and I think his performance under this particular kind of duress extraordinary to watch. I I, I want to point out or jump onto something here that 
occurred to me in this in these scenes on the Centauri homeworld that hadn't really hit me in a while, and that's that's the 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 sets. Okay. Um, and and really how disappointed I am in the sets, and I don't mean to be a negative, okay, you know, voice of of pain and misery here, but uh, every time we get a set on the on Centauri Prime, I'm struck by how small it is. And even what's supposed to be right. in the, the right. in this imperial palace, everything is is really <clears throat> scrunched in very close together. Um, you know the, right. we, we, the the garden is very small. It's not a, like a huge Louis the Fourteenth palatial, you know, uh, palatial gardens. the The throne room itself is very small. Yes. There's the hallway. <laughs> Which is really just a bunch of sheets hung up on along the walls, you know, much like uh, be- between the between the two the two uh, rooms of the Black Lodge, oh, right, yeah, and right, between right. The peaks, um, you know, and and then and then you've got the the torture room, which really is probably just any old set with the lights right. turned off. Um, and and I understand, you know, working with budget constraints and whatnot, and and it doesn't bother me as much when it's on on the station because it's a constrained environment. Right. Um, but it really, it, you know, it, it bugs me, you know, that they don't have, you know, digitally inserted backgrounds or map paintings or something that, that just to make it seem more expansive and imperial. Right. Because even a map painting would have done the trick. Right. Right. You know, you know the, the the garden on on uh, B five at the end of season two, right? Looked big, right? It looked big, you know, and that was all tomfoolery, totally, right? Yeah. And you know, given that this is twenty years ago, we were much more. We would have been much more inclined to buy into tomfoolery. You know, I mean, I mean, sure. crap. You know, uh, uh, some of the some of the best scenes in uh, in in, uh, in the movies that that formed the basis of our imaginative. Uh, life, you know, mm-hmm. Indiana Jones, chock yeah. full of mad paintings. There's mad paintings everywhere, Absolutely. right? Yeah, yeah. So Star to Wars, your point, it's, it's mirrors everywhere. You know, everything looks like a bottomless chasm, but it's all just mirrors. And and you know, Alec Guinness standing about two and a half feet off the ground. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it 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 makes everything seem a little cramped and crabby, doesn't it? Yeah. Right. And. Uh, and like I said, it works for me on the station, right? Because it's supposed or to look in, that way. Yeah, or the bridge of the of the White Star, or right. these other kinds of places. Right. But uh, but I would expect the Centauri Imperial Palace to be a lot more than what we're seeing here. It reads a bit like a rabbit warren, doesn't it? Yeah. Right. Like it's yeah. It's like the the Centauri Imperial trailer park kind of you know, situation it's not you know as you know you're 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 stuck in a in a, in a double wide and it's you know it's supposed to be a palace mm, okay yeah, well right you know it's a very nice double wide i'm not i'm not slamming double wides but it's just small right um my my sister-in-law has a penchant for mm-hmm. uh, these kind of rabbit warreny kinds of spaces right yes. like uh um uh, you know she she's never bet she's never met a closet that couldn't be turned into three bedrooms you, you know what I'm saying? It's one of these kind <laughs> yes, of things, right? Yes. And uh, you know, maybe you and I have a have a more of an appreciation for the sort of late '90s and early 2000s open and an open plan, 
right? Mm-hmm. You know, get, you know, yeah. let, let, let's have a nice space to live our life in. Um, yeah, I, I totally, I totally see your point. Uh, you know, I, I totally, I totally get it. Um, but that's, I'm just, I'm just unleashing, you know, going back to your, your illusion at the top of the show. I'm unleashing my two minutes hate right uh, here. And, uh, and I will now move on. Right now put that set design philosophy mm-hmm. into its time. Okay. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to slag those production designers on B5 because, uh, I'm still having a very difficult time getting the bitter taste of a really low-grade diner food out of my mm-hmm. mouth that is brought into my imagination every single time I look at a Romulan interior on Star Trek The Next Generation. Because honest mm. to God, that teal, that mauve, it looks like a Bob Evans or a Friendly's <sighs> or a Stuckey's. Yeah. It's like you you have the audacity to use all of that GD God blasted mauve and these ridiculous filigree nonsense and you wear clothes like that? Jiminy. What is wrong with you people? Now, my solution to the Centauri problem would have simply been more mirrors, please. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. The the Romulans were Romulans of the next generation were uh, beyond an atrocity. It's an it's an abomination beyond description. Yeah. So I, I I have a I have a hard time. Look, I'll I'll ding B five for you know it's uh it's steel girders that bounce like they're made of uh, uh pool mm-hmm. noodles because well they're made yes. of pool noodles right right you know and uh you know I we're spoiled now. In 2018, 19, we're totally spoiled, right? I'm yeah. watching The Expanse season three, mm-hmm. and all of the interiors in that program look dynamite. They look exactly like they look like ships, like actual yeah. spaceships made of steel, right? Mm-hmm. And the you know Earth or the you know United Nations ships and Martian ships and the Belter. Now that the Belters have have a warship of their own. And the Rosinante, yes. they all look really different, but mm-hmm. they all look like they're spacefaring. They don't look like they're, a, you know, a God-blessed... Uh, a, a living room a, right. with, a, with a big picture <laughs> window right. in front. Like, uh, That's right. I'm looking at you, Enterprise uh, yeah, D. I'm looking at you, Enterprise some D. shag carpeting. What, what kind of a yeah. spaceship is that? Good grief. So we've got this business on Centauri Prime. Yeah, this kind of wandered far afield. Th- there it's for okay. A or two. Sometimes we do this, gentle <laughs> listeners. Sometimes, for, for for we're a little addled because we've been having some technical issues as we've been recording this episode, and so we're 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 just trying to make it work <laughs> so mm-hmm. that we have yeah. we have some content. Um, so look, the the stuff with Shakar, Ace is good because Katsulas mm-hmm. is Ace is good. Jurassic yes. and first dynamite. Uh, mm-hmm. Where is this going? You know, if this is your first listen to, we're we're really scratching the surface of darkness. We've got a ways to go, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, if you're if you're a repeat viewer, you know what's coming. And you know, it's it's uh, it's going to give our actors an opportunity to do more. Where I would have wanted to see more in the rest of the program is. 
with the sort of double deus ex machina returns of Garibaldi mm. and of Sheridan. Let's start on Garibaldi because what he's he comes back, he has all of six minutes of, mm-hmm. of screen time to sort of resolve whatever his arc was or wasn't. And then we get, uh, you know, Sheridan back also by means of the deus ex machina, or at least what appears to be. And, mm-hmm. you know, this is sort of continuing my my thesis of whatever happened to Mr. Garibaldi. Yeah, I mean, what what why are we getting this approach to him? Mm-hmm. You know, well, there's I mean, I can think I could I, 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 honestly, I, you know, I don't remember what's coming. So I don't necessarily okay. know. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and, but but I can think of a couple different reasons, maybe why it was handled this way. But I also I also felt disappointed. I would have liked more room for Garibaldi's return to sink in, more for people to be, you know, to be happy to see him. Right. Um, more questions about does he remember what happened? But but he doesn't. He doesn't remember. And and we we get. A scene with him talking to Zach. You know what happened. You know you've been gone for two weeks. Oh, I, I thought I was just out there. It feels feels like it was just a minute ago. Right. So he doesn't. You know, they, they there wouldn't be any point in belaboring that and dragging that on much much longer. You know, right. he doesn't remember. Right. Um. And and if they just keep asking him, then it's like he's back in interrogation again. Right. Um. And secondly, I wonder if him kind of getting ignored in favor of Sheridan's return is intentional ah. and is going to play into his um, paranoia, uh, you know, which, which we definitely see increasing. It's you know, mainly t- I mean, toward Lorian as they're in the meeting. Right. But he definitely seems a little more on edge than, you know, than, than previously. Yeah, I'd give you that. Um, you know, maybe he's, Maybe that's going to play into things where he's he's like, you know, and I came back and did anybody even really notice I was gone? It was all, you know, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> um, yeah. So are, are we going to see this, you know, see this kind of play out? And um, I don't know. That's that's that was what, what I thought. But it would have been it would have been good to give him more of a uh, more of a chance to breathe and give, you know, have people react to him being back and and not remembering and you know are they you know are you sure you don't remember in in fact if i had my druthers i would have cut out the episode the the, the scene from last episode or at least the very end of it where we saw someone with a sidecore badge yeah yeah bring it into and this episode it, or or just cut it entirely or just cut it Leave entirely it completely mysterious we don't know where he was we don't uh, know if the shadows had yeah. or who and leave things really up in the air because, you know, at this, you know, oh, Psychor had him. Okay, fine. Well, they, they had a mind wipe. They maybe installed an a, a auxiliary personality or something. Right. You know, we, so um, we're already, the audience already kind of knows more than really they should know. Right. Right. But not enough to be satisfying. Right. Yeah, it, it would have been really quite, quite unnerving if... If we last saw him in what appeared to be a shadow ship, and then nothing, radio silence, and then he returns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? like in oh. that weird 
like freighter, you know, kicks him out and explodes right. kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Even that like delivery mechanism to get him back, you know, maybe, maybe they just had him like, he just appears on the station. You know, he's just wandering down the halls, kind of disoriented and, and exactly, and, you know, out of it. Exactly. You know, and, and how, how do you get back? What happened here? Right. Yeah. I, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I was on a star fury. Confusion. And then I was on a freighter that docked at the station. And now here I am. Mm-hmm. Jeez, Chief, it's been... You've been gone for two weeks. What? My my memory has me being away for 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Right. And with, and with no with no substantiation they go look for the freighter it's already gone what was its yeah. uh what what were its uh uh bona fides didn't have any yeah right there's no evidence yeah, the where, ship was it, where had it stopped well you know we, we don't have any yeah it, maybe it didn't even exist that's right yeah we don't know right anything mm-hmm. garibaldi looks for to corroborate his story isn't there yeah that would have been that would have been a little bit more um, about more interesting but then mm-hmm. you know I suspect that by this point I'm starting at the feeling and you tell me whether you agree with me or not I'm starting at the feeling that JMS is already feeling the quote we're not going to get a fifth season I need to start wrapping this up tension in the storytelling yeah. right like I think the Garibaldi and Sheridan return this episode felt really off to me like there's content mm-hmm. missing, right? When I finished right. it, I was like, "Wait a minute, have I missed an episode? Let me go back and look to make sure I'm not watching this out of order." No, I'm not watching it out of order, but this doesn't feel—it doesn't feel right to me. Like I feel mm-hmm. like I'm missing something. Right, right, right. We go from the last we saw Sheridan. He like he couldn't he couldn't see. He was blacking out. Right, you know right. things were. Things were looking particularly grim, right? And now, oh, he's on a sh- he's on a ship. Oh, he's back. You know, do to do. So, and, and yeah, there's it's there's supposed to be kind of suspicion or or, or uh, surprise right. at his return, right? Um, which and his return is just so is is so telegraphed, right? You know, as soon as as soon as you see the feet sort of walking up the stairs, and I mean, the ship that he's on it could be any number of. Yeah, people could be on yeah. their ship. So, so I wasn't immediately suspecting that it was him, but um, yeah, maybe yeah. it was and Bester then, or reason, someone, right? Yeah. yeah, and we don't even get a scene where people are are asking him in more detail what happened. It's just you know heroic speech, right? Uh, you know, I I'm the one who returned from from Zahadum. You know, follow me, right? And then boom, right into the right into the uh, mission briefing, right? Really weird. Yeah. Um, no time to decompress from any of that, which again maybe is intentional. Maybe you know, that 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 we're supposed to get the feel the the, the crunch of time. Maybe. Um, and that that everything's happening all at once. Um, or. Or maybe, as you say, maybe that that I'd have to go back and look and see when season four was ordered. Did they put in an order for a full twenty? Two. Right. Yeah. I don't. I or don't do know those details. First, yeah. 
first half of season order and JMS was like, well, I better start, you know, moving things up fast in case it gets cut before I even finish season four. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I certainly was, I was, I was interested in the Garibaldi content we got. Mm -hmm. I, I liked Sheridan's approach to rallying the situation. I like the fact that he's got, it's like he's doubled down on his commitment to winning this thing. I found that persuasive. You know, I, I kind of like the more first forceful version. Yeah. You know, I mean, all, all of that resonated for me. Mm -hmm. um, I can I can see how, uh, you know, a, a, if Ivanova as the practical diplomat fails in the previous episode. Mm -hmm. Delenn as the spiritual motivator and inspiring leader approach in this episode fails, right? Right. That it only works if you have Sheridan as the the visionary, the carrier mm -hmm. of the mission. Okay. Hope and change. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or fear and despair, right? Um, yeah. That with him... The messaging works. And then mm -hmm. behind the scenes, you've got Ivanova and Delenn who are able to carry the carry the water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but it, it really does seem like, like this thing doesn't really work mm -hmm. without it. Which is, of course, the shadow's point yeah. in the first place. Right. Right? Right. And they've they've now had they've had two people who are supposedly dead. Who've been to Zahadum show up on Babylon Five, Morden, right, and Anna, right, you know, and now John Sheridan shows back up, right. You know, I, I know I would be a little concerned. Yeah, set condition one throughout the show, right. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know, to go to go Babylon to go Battlestar Galactica, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get him to and, Med Lab, do a full run up of tests. Hell yes. Yeah. Right. Get the telepath you, in here to scan him. Right. You should you sh and not Lita Alexander. Because she's she's kind of got a full plate. She's right now. all in another plate. We'll come to her in a minute. Um, yeah, yeah. You want you want your your skeptics, your Garibaldi and your your Franklin. Mm -hmm. I need a scene with them right away, where they're talking yeah. to each other, saying, "Wait a minute, wait a minute. We don't know anything. You could mm -hmm. be a construct. Who's this? Who's this Lorian guy? Right." We don't trust yeah. you, are you? And you've got mm -hmm. this guy with you? Wait a minute. So just slow your roll. Yeah. Right? We're not even sure you're you. Because, mm -hmm. you know what? People don't come back from Zahadum as Unless themselves. Unless they're evil puppets. Right. Yeah. So why would we believe, why would we believe anything you say? Now, Delenn, of course, you know, oh, my love. Fine. But not mm -hmm. Ivanova. No. Shouldn't be buying it. No. She she might be in a place where she's not going to start out skeptical, but it should take mm -hmm. all of, all of uh, you know, a, a, a feather to push her mm -hmm. over with Garibaldi and Franklin. Yeah. Who Maybe are natively we'll suspicious. Yeah. Saying, wait a minute. Ma yeah. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe that will come. come in the next episode. Right. 
Um, but the pacing, yeah, the pacing felt off in this one. Um, it, it felt like too fast. There was, yeah, there was too much being being crammed in. Too many things happening all at once. Yeah, um, yeah. And I'm I, I'm curious about what the reasoning for that was. It was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it it wasn't it wasn't something. You know, if, if anything, we've said that the pacing has been too slow. Right. In, has been our complaint last season. Right. You know, you could tighten this up and you know cut out you know these these B plots and whatnot. But, right. But this one seemed to be, you know, if if it's all crammed in, then then JMS had to get all the all the the pieces in place for something. Right. Right. So that's my that's my best guess. Yeah. Um, and let's let's not forget three other major. Uh, pieces of data that we got this episode, right? Mm. The Lita Kosh, who is Kosh? What is this new Kosh? He is mm. not. He is not nice. No, right? you know he Very is. Unnice. He is sort of Vorlons as angry, vindictive parents, mm-hmm. rather than the nurturing parent who's still trying to be your helpful guide, right? And the vindictive mm. parent version of the Vorlons is is frightening. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It because reminds they're torturing me... her. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Between that and destroying a world, you know, just to to because it had a shadow base on it. Right. Um, right. You know, it, it's there's uh, I haven't watched the show, although I know you've told me many times that I should. Yes. But I never I haven't watched Lucifer. Oh, you really should. Yes. Um, I, yes, I know. <laughs> pa- okay, positive. Let's move on. Stipulated to <laughs> counselor. <laughs> um, but in the comic series, yeah, uh, you know, at, it, it, which builds up to a a great war between heaven and hell. Yeah, and you know, you you get this image of that that heaven is is not a nice, not not good guys. You know, or so extremely you know, driven by their pure ideology. That's right. In a in a slash and burn kind of way, that's and right. no exceptions allowed. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's you know that's what we're seeing here directly. Absolutely. Um, mm. You know the we, we we get it in the interpersonal relationship between the new between the new Lita and the new Kosh, right? Mm-hmm. Where you know they've deprived her of everything but a bed. I mean, I could kind of see that in like a, a stoic kind of if, if it were approached in that sense, but it, but it is no, not. It's, it's not. No, that's not. That's not where it's coming. Yeah, from. Yeah. No. I'm gonna. I am gonna. Yeah. Oh, gross. Right. Yeah. And it's culty. Quite. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, we're just gonna start. Yeah, we're gonna start turning planets to rubble. Okay. Well, clearly, we're meant to worry about when Centauri Prime. Is going down <laughs> because it's got a it's got a shadow base, yeah. and uh, and who knows, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah. it could it How could certainly right had you know, one, certainly right had one. Yeah, um, maybe still does. Maybe who knows? Still, right. Maybe humans How, don't know. How much? How much is enough that that it's been tainted and needs to be cleansed? R- right, um, and. Okay, you're, you're you were sort of uh, venting a little uh, a, a little bile about Centauri uh, yeah. um, set design, right? But the set design mm-hmm. is a story. 
I'm so, so, uh, I so want uh, a, 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 a new version of this program so that mm-hmm. we can see that Vorlon planet killer in yeah. all of its its destructive, beautiful yeah. majesty, right? With this, with new it, technology. God it'd bless. It'd be glorious. Yeah. That ship was ridiculous. Yeah. Right? At least, yeah. at least I thought so. Right? That was, yeah. yeah. That was... Ah. Would they say it's like three miles right, long? Right, right. You know, <laughs> I, you know, I'm looking at the Lurker's Guide and someone slagged JMS about, Ooh, Planet Killer, that didn't make anything. Give me a break. Come it's on, like, have you seen a Star War? Right. <laughs> Come on. Right. I mean, give me, yeah, give me a break. Uh, it, let it, let it go. It's poison. Right. Let it go as a piece of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're not prepared to let it go as a piece of storytelling, um, let it l- let it be uh, sort of asserted, like JMS said, that mm-hmm. this is an Arthur C. Clarke kind of thing. It's it's beyond your ability to understand, but it can be done, right? Yeah, I have no problem believing that a Vorlon fleet could do that. I don't have any problem at all believing that, right? No. Um, you know, I, I I was raised on Commodore Decker's Planet Killer, mm-hmm. the Death Star destroying Alderaan. I mean, hell, I watched Space 1999, which <laughs> the whole premise of the program is the most ridiculous premise ever known to man. Oh, mm-hmm. an, an atomic explosion blows the moon out of orbit? Give me a break. Great yeah. show. Yeah. Right. But ridiculous I mean, star premise. blazers. And star blazers, right. Yeah. You got planet killers there. Yeah. Gamelon planet bombs covered the earth yeah. with deadly radiation. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the Vorlons as angry as angry parent mm-hmm. with the capacity to destroy planets, what's actually left of the shadows capacity to defend themselves? Very, very, very problematic. And, and you have to suspect that if the two of them have been doing this dance every thousand years, right. if the Vorlons have the ability to, to to wreck planets, I certainly would think the shadows are not, you know, they must have something for, you know, in the same league. Yeah, there's no reason to think otherwise. Yeah. Right. And once you're in that place, oh my God, who's mm-hmm. worse? I don't like either of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I, I think Sheridan will, will voice that right. very directly. Right. As, yeah. Ex- in the episodes. Ex- exactly. Um, I, I, a quick uh, sort of two minutes about the political and military structure of, uh, of Babylon 5 society. <laughs> Such as it is. Such as it is. Right. Uh, OK. This troubled me. Mm-hmm. If Susan Ivanova is, for all practical purposes, the military governor of the independent republic of babylon 5 there's been no there's no senate there's no legit there's no means to officially make her such other than that she was the second mm-hmm. in command right mm-hmm. i would have wanted a little time on internal politics and on and on the command structure because yeah. you know as as we know you do not send your captain on an away mission 
Well, right, unless you're James T. Kirk. Unless you're James Kirk. Yeah, or, you know, or Christopher or Jonathan Pike, Archer. Or Jonathan Archer, right. Um, yeah. And the idea that that Susan Ivanova would leave the station on an extremely dangerous mission <laughs> when we have no idea who becomes the governor of Babylon 5 in her absence. It's like we need to, we need a few more cast members. Right. Yeah. To to represent yeah, to that, shore right? Up, shore up the support the supporting characters. Yeah, we need Corwin back. We we need someone. Right? Yeah. Because you know, the station's not going to govern itself. Right. And the a, a civilian council that might have existed, you know, a quorum of 12, uh, you know, a, 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 a committee, well, a, a senate, something. You know, the League disbanded. The League is disbanded, right? So it's not there. Yeah. Stephen Franklin isn't going to, you know, right. isn't going to take command. No. Um, and I was frankly horrified when Delenn was in C&C <laughs> standing in Ivanova's place. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. She, I mean, she has no official... She doesn't, have, she doesn't have a skill set, so far as I know, to no. do that, right? It's no. like, no. Only two people get to stand there. Susan Ivanova and Laurel Takashima. Yeah. Should have brought her back. <laughs> or not. I think that I think that horse has left <laughs> that the ship is <laughs> a few episodes ago. <laughs> that Star Fury has crashed on Epsilon 3. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, so I was I was sort of weirdly kind of put off by by that because you know listeners you know i'm always more interested in the you know kind of political nuance and you know kind of detail of this sort of thing but Mm -hmm. you know if if you look at what we have after ivanova or after the the executive officer Mm -hmm. the next in line is chief of security who is Zach Allen? Right. Who is Acting also chief? Of right, security. but there's something that, that's what you have. <laughs> right. 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 And right. where's he? Out on a dangerous mission. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't have you don't have anyone in the story you know in the storytelling mm-hmm. under him. Right. And you don't have anyone who Ivanova is trying to bring up. Right. You know, they do this in in Star Trek The Next Generation. You know, okay, we're going to take away Picard. Riker's going to need a first officer. Anytime Picard is dead or incapacitated, the chain Mm -hmm. of command sorts out who goes where. Right. Right. The episode that I talked about with you of of TNG, where there was this huge disaster. And on the bridge, you have Lieutenant Commander Troy, ship's counselor, zero tactical Mm -hmm. or combat or leadership experience. Enlisted man, Chief O'Brien, and Ensign Rowe. And they immediately mm-hmm. defer to her. She's the senior officer. Well, sure. Even though I mean, she doesn't know anything. Right? Yeah, and, so, yeah. and, and so I don't need a lot of that. But I, mm-hmm. I, need, I need the show to be attentive to that. Yeah. Because it's something that they should be dealing with. Mm-hmm. My, 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 my rant the, is over. Yeah, the, the the difference I think between a show like Star Trek: The Next Generation and this is that your main, all of your your raft of of main characters in TNG are our ship crew, for sure. And here, you know, we're running probably about sixty percent, 
alien ambassador yeah types yeah you're so, right so so you don't have as deep a bench but but you're right you know we 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 had in season two we had uh warren cucarillo um ace pilot you know at least as that's as, right as another that's right yep as an as a fallback you know um person within the within the earth right. military we had we had garibaldi's second in command for the 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 minute and a half before he shot Garibaldi, um, you know, in season three we had Corwin, right? But we just don't have anybody now, right? Mm-hmm. And that leaves me a little, you know, yeah, a little cold. Gotcha. Yeah, but I'll get past it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think ultimately it's you know the level of of sort of persnickety detail that you and I like. Yeah. In our, in our science, our procedural science fiction, right, uh, isn't the story that JMS is telling. You know, and he's tell. We've we've talked about the levels. Uh, right, he's telling a big epic, right, level story. Yep. Um, where, you know, who's on? Who's got second shift on the communications uh, panel? You know, that that's just not. I mean, I want to know. I don't think I'm being that persnickety, but, but that's probably just I can't. I I have poor self. Self-awareness on this one, you know. <laughs> Just yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. This was this was a season one level of of, of hate and negativity from us, wasn't it? Right. And, was, you know, uh, it's not bad. It just felt like yeah. it felt like it was. Uh, I mean, the, I mean, the yeah. Jakar stuff was really great, and the rest of it felt sort of weirdly interstitial, interstitial, and yeah, and like not in the right time frame. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It it again, not bad. Just. No, you know, I'm 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 cutting at them. I'm I'm in the margins, right? Mm-hmm. The core of the thing is good, and yep. really, you know, the core in some respects of this season is, uh, you know, you know, Jakar's part of the of the opening dialogue. The year we take back what was ours, right? Right. That's that's the that's the content that's gonna that's driving me forward with this. Mm-hmm. And we hope to hear from you on the Facebook page about the the storylines and threads in season four that are really working for you um because they might be similar to what our perspective is or you know you might be really captivated by the sheridan part or 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 and you know we hope to hear from you uh you know soon and thanks for listening and we'll be back next week hopefully with less technical snafus on our end and more (laughs) conversation about babylon 5 thanks a lot folks see you